We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for a national look inside the NFL with a guy who still has KC barbecue running through his veins. I babied a pork butt. He left in 07, but due to a technicality found in his contract, he's back as our NFL insider. I am broken! He brought you the cover three, his one big thing, a whiz wagon, a weather robot, and he loves ribs. He sucked the meat right off the bone. Live from New York City, it's the captain of the mothership. His mother named him Damon, but we call him D.A. D.A. of CBS Sports Radio, of course, 610 Sports Radio alum joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, one of his favorite athletes I know from Kansas City was one Zach Greinke. Oh, absolutely. We were talking in the, in the last segment, uh, D.A. Greinke probably going to come back again for one more go round, and we're hopeful that if he gets in the Hall of Fame, he puts on the KC hat. I can tell you honestly that my conversations at spring training with Zach Ranke are some of my favorite conversations I've ever had with any athlete. And remember back in like when he first broke in with the Royals, we kind of didn't quite know if he was serious or he was putting on a, a bit of a show. Uh-huh. And I went down to spring training, Kling, you and I went down there together and I got the one-on-one with Zach. And I was like, we just sit down and like talk about non-football or non-baseball stuff rather. He goes, yeah, sure. What do you want to talk about? And I started just asking him ridiculous questions about Chipotle or about, at that time, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston breaking up. And he was so passionate about those things that I really thought he was putting me on. I mean, he was saying, like, he was going, oh, I heard about Brad and, and, and Jennifer. And I was like, no, throwing his head back in the air, looking to the sky, shaking his fist, no. And I'm like, oh, this guy's putting it on. But he was serious. He is such a different, unique guy. And those conversations were epic. And, uh, yeah, I mean, having them in your city, is just it's content gold. Yeah, it is. It is fantastic. So I, I hope he does re-sign here and, and goes into the Hall of Fame because I think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, if Scott Rowland can get in, um, Zach Ranke should be into the Hall of Fame, wear that KC on his lid, and then probably Salvi after that, getting in and wearing that KC on the lid. So I, I'd be a little selfish. I want him to finish his career here, bookend that thing, and say, you know what, I pitched more innings and more years in Kansas City than anywhere else. I'll wear that Royals hat into Cooperstown. That'd be pretty cool, even though he wasn't part of of the, the, the 14 and 15 teams, it'd be pretty cool if he went in as a Royal. But it's an interesting point about Scott Rowland. I mean, after Harold Baines and Scott Rowland get in the Hall of Fame, you can really start dreaming about your favorite players getting into. Those guys are getting in, right? Right. Yeah, I know. Scott Rowland, like, that was like, whoa. First of all, I was like, wow, they're announcing the Hall of Fame. I had no idea. Great job by baseball not promoting that. <laughs> Uh, and doing it also in championship, championship week, week of the yeah. NFL. <laughs> another another, yeah. another great move by Major League Baseball. But th- then they said Scott Rowland. I'm like, he's a really nice player. Like, the Hall are really good. I mean, he's a 291 career hitter, man. Like, we're not letting Bonds and Clemens into the Hall of Fame, but we're putting in 291 hitters, I guess. Uh. You know, he hit just over 2,000 hits. He had just over 300 home runs. Like you said, a below 300 hitter. He never finished higher than fourth in the MVP voting. That only happened once. 
He did make seven all-star games, eight gold gloves. But what I think happened here, what the thing that bothers me most was the first time he was on the ballot six years ago, he got 10% of the vote. He needs 75%. So the electorate, only 10% of them thought he was worthy of the Hall of Fame. And within six years, got over 75%. That's a lot of people admitting we got it wrong. So either the electorate is completely clueless when these guys come on the ballot or there's an overcorrection on data analysis where these guys looked at Roland and said, yeah, not a Hall of Famer. And then over six years bombarded by defensive metrics and war and all of these new mm-hmm. numbers that they never assessed before. And they started swimming in numbers. And then that made the case. And I don't like that idea either, that, of course, numbers should support you or help inform you. But if you go from 10 percent to 75 percent just based on, like, defensive metrics, that bothers me. Well, I mean, he's he, he's done a lot in the last six years at the plate, too. So, you know. <laughs> he's, been, he's been showing his club out yeah. there as the uh, director of what was it? What did I say he was yesterday? The director, the director of, of player development well, at Indiana at, University. Indiana. So IUPUI. He, he, stayed, he stayed relevant and gets himself in the Hall of Fame. All right, DA, a championship week ahead. The uh, the Chiefs avoided the, uh, the neutral site game. Uh, that was the good news. Bad news is you're facing a Bengal team that's playing doggone good football and had a really, really impressive display last week. I really like the Bengals going into that matchup against the Bills, and I haven't felt great about any picks all season long. This has been a weird football season in my estimation, but I really felt good about the Bengals because we talked about this. The flaws that the Bills showed in not being able to put away the Miami Dolphins showed traditional cracks in the Bills' foundation. And it seems to happen every single year where in crucial moments, there's something that you can't trust about them, whether it's a Josh Allen turnover, a defensive lapse, a coaching mismanagement moment. And the Bengals didn't come out of last week, or the wild card round rather, looking good against the, the Ravens, but that was a particularly bad matchup for the Bengals. And so if you're a Chiefs fan and you're wondering, well, which Bengals team is it? The Bengals team that just got by Tyler Huntley and and the Ravens or the one that manhandled the Bills? I think it's last week's. I think last week's version is a closer version to who they truly are. I think the Ravens knew them really well. I think the Ravens' defense is particularly fast, athletic, and were really able to, to stymie what the Bengals usually do. I think what we saw last week was a better – a better example of who the Bengals are. So this is a really tough matchup for the Chiefs. I would have thought it's a tough matchup even with a full 100% Patrick Mahomes, but the limited Mahomes would really worry me about the Chiefs because the Bengals have been in this spot. They certainly don't fear going to Arrowhead. They overcame a deficit last year, a big one, so they certainly wouldn't fear falling behind. They just went to Buffalo and, and pounded the Bills, who were one of the three best teams of the AFC, and they're pretty much fully healthy. So this is... This is a big-time matchup, and this honestly could be the new Patriots-Colts under Brady and Manning that we saw dominate the AFC, where it was like almost every year you say, well, one of those two teams are going to the, the Super Bowl because those are just traditionally the two best teams, the two best quarterbacks in the conference. And then the Bills can hope to be Pittsburgh. Right. And, like, yeah. nudge their way in every <laughs> once in a while. That's true. You yeah. know, they're yeah. kind of trending maybe that direction, too. I don't know. Exactly, or even the Chargers, where you had really good regular seasons that always flamed out the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this Bills team, you know, is very reminiscent of the old Chargers teams under Dan Fouts, and then the newer ones under Philip Rivers, where great regular season show, always a great offense, stars across the offense, fun quarterbacking, 
and they get good regular seasons, but they never had the intestinal fortitude. They never had the clutch play, and they had a quarterback that wasn't quite good enough. You know, Fouts always threw a bad interception in those big games, and Phillip Rivers kind of the same thing as well. And it felt like Josh Allen, now last year against the Chiefs, he was wonderful. You can't blame him on that loss. But Allen has had a tendency to throw them out of games. And it happened again last week where he didn't even have to throw them out of it. He just was totally ineffective when it mattered most. And it makes you wonder if he's just kind of like, really good quarterback, but will always be the third best quarterback in the AFC, mm-hmm. which is never quite good enough. No, it never is. We're talking with DA of CBS Sports here on 610 Sports Radio. And so I, I, I think about Mahomes well, pretty much all the time. Um, but, like, you see him on that bad ankle. Everybody thinks, oh, my God, it could be a detriment. What percentage of you thinks, like, he's going to go out there and just ball his ass off? Because I tend to think he may go out there and just ball his ass off on Sunday regardless of that ankle. Yeah, I would say there's, like, a 25% chance, I think, that that Mahomes does a superhuman, Superman, my God, what is happening here? See, you can never say that won't happen with Mahomes. Right. I, I think if if Sunday they lost and Mahomes goes, this is a chronic bad ankle, I can't play anymore, and that's my career, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. This, these five years are that great. And so you can't put anything past him right now on Sunday. But I don't think it's realistic to believe that he's going to be what he usually is. So there's a, there's a limited Mahomes here. Does that mean, you know, they have to start Henny? Of course not. You, you start Mahomes, you, you would have to, you'd have to, you know, kind of like chain him to the bed to make sure they get to the stadium and start. He's going to start, but it's just how long can he withstand the pain? How long can he play in this game with some mobility and how can they alter the game plan to make it doable for him And that's a question, you know, even fully healthy, this is a tough matchup against a really good defense. So if it's neck and neck when he's fully healthy and he's 70% on Sunday, 65% on Sunday, whatever that is, is that just enough for the Bengals to be better? I think that's, that's my biggest question going into this game. So or look, we have a limited Mahomes, and it's the greatest NFL story ever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. See, that's where I'm leaning. Like, you know. That, then he's like, uh, he, becomes like, he becomes like legendary status. Right? You know, he, I honestly think he's already a legend. I, I mean, you guys know this as well as anybody and all of your listeners do as well. I, I, every time I watch him, and this was including last weekend when, of course, he gets injured early, even the fact that he he demanded to stay in that game, I thought the moment that he was hobbled, you should take him out and say, we're not even going to risk any more of this. We've got to get you into the locker room to see, but they let him finish out the drive. And then, of course, that's when Andy wanted to send him inside to, to get to get checked out. But he is this amazing combination of brilliant at the game with toughness about never coming out with a humility about never getting ahead of himself out of arrogance or confidence. It's, it's this amazing combination. And of course, athletically, he can do things that nobody else can do. But mentally, he's already, to me, legendary because he could already be so big for his britches. He could already take things for granted. He could already be like, hey, I've won a Super Bowl. I've gone to two. I've got no ankle here left. You know, I got to go to the, 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 the locker room guys. And he refuses to do so. Now, compare that to Jay Cutler, who sat on the sideline of an NFC championship game with a, with a jacket over him, looking sulking, like waiting for Caleb Haney to do something great. It's the complete opposite. And 
Colorado accomplished nothing and never been to a Super Bowl and would rather sit in the sidelines and watch. Yeah, uh, Mahomes is, is very superhuman in many ways to already accomplish all that he's done and still take nothing for granted. DA, who's going to be the Super Bowl matchup we're talking about on Monday morning? I think the Bengals win this football game. Uh, I think Mahomes is going to be limited enough. That's why we lost and him there. And I don't know what to think about Niners-Eagles, although I'm leaning Eagles at the moment. I think that Brock Purdy can't do enough to win on the road in Philly, although I've doubted him every step of the way, and he's proven it. Last week, the Cowboys specifically kind of have no guts. So to win that game is not like winning on the road at Philly. So I think I'm taking the Eagles in this game. So you got Cincinnati, Philadelphia for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so. So can we do how Damon was wrong next Wednesday? That's right. Can we can we sign you up for that? <laughs> that might be trademarked somewhere else, but I'm happy to <laughs> do true. it. That's true. That's true. We could do that segment every yeah, single that's... week with all my picks. This time. <laughs> yeah, all of us. None of us yeah, are ever yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enjoy championship yeah. uh, weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks, See brother. You. Later. DA of CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.